0: Pushkin. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024, JPMorgan Chase & Co.
2: doing, just a simple like, yeah. may, 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 may. Love Is that it. good? Yeah. All right, so let's start with that.
3: May, 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 may.
2: May, move your arms, loosen up your body. May, 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 may. That's me warming up with Vanessa Hutchins. She's a singer, an actress, and a Broadway star. We've been working together since her high school musical days. That was quite a while ago. She's come a long way from then. You might also know her from her solo albums, her Broadway run in Gigi, or when she did Grease live on television, and also Rent live. Can we do one where we just go? Wee wee we, wee we, wee 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 wee. Vanessa has been in movies from 13 and Beastly to Spring Breakers and the Princess Switch. Her newest film, Tick, Tick, Boom, is also Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial film debut. She co-stars with Andrew Garfield. Today, we're gonna talk about all of that and more. This is Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro, and I'm Eric Vitro. On this show, I talk to some of the most talented and famous singers working today about their lives, their craft, and what it takes to make it really big. I happen to be their voice teacher and their vocal coach, so our conversations are uniquely different from their usual interviews. Vanessa has a wide range of talents and voices, from Maureen in Rent to Rizzo in Grease, or even voicing Sunny Star Scout in My Little Pony. And she works all of that energy and enthusiasm into her speaking voice.
4: You know, my voice is my voice. And I love it because it's hella versatile. And I feel like I'm just leaning into all the different sides of my voice. I've been doing voiceovers recently, which is very new for me. And Uh I've always wanted to do it. So just kind of playing with my voice and seeing where I can take it, and then seeing that put into, like, these characters. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so fun.
2: Like in this next clip, Vanessa got to experiment with accents, cast as both characters you're about to hear in The Princess Switch.
4: Who are you? Lady Margaret Delacorte. Duchess Montanaro. Stacey Genovo. I think we were destined to run into each other. I think that my relationship with my voice has been, (laughs) like, A long one. Because I feel like when I was younger, I used to hate how high my voice was. And so then I would like consciously try to lower it. But then because I was doing that, then I became really aware of my voice, my speaking voice, and then started incorporating that into my work.
2: Your voice, one of the things I think is unique about it is it always sounds so natural. You never sound like you're straining when you sing. It always sounds so easy. And
4: Well, I mean, like a lot of that is thanks to you. Well, <laughs> you. <laughs> you help me make sure that things are easy and not strained. And when they are strained, you're like, why are you lifting your chin up? And I'm like, I don't know. And That's then I true. don't.
2: Yeah. but yeah, I so love it's that. You. <laughs> well, I love that about your voice because I always feel very relaxed listening. Aww. You know, I don't worry about it. Yeah. So speaking of voices and voice lessons, is there an exercise, a vocal exercise, that you really love? <laughs> like is your favorite?
4: I mean, I feel like I have a couple. When I was younger and was not putting in as much work as I possibly could, I wouldn't do my full warm ups. I would literally just do like slides. And uh-huh. just do... <laughs> Okay. And then I'd like go on this
3: stage. I'm so bad.
4: <clears throat> but my favorite that I have of your warm-ups is your warm down cuz uh... we were getting ready for me to go to Broadway and you're like what's very important is to cool your voice down because it's an exercise with your body. You exercise and then you stretch. And on the tape you go Mm hmm, me, me. <laughs> mm hmm, may, may. Mm hmm, come in. Mm hmm, sit down. <laughs> and I would do that after every show to myself.
2: And then did you continue speaking like that?
4: Yeah, and then everything was very light, and my voice is going to be okay because I'm speaking in a very soft place. Mm hmm. <laughs>
2: well, that makes me really, really happy to hear. The most recent thing we worked on together was the Kennedy Center Honors, where you sang Fame, the iconic Uh song Fame, which a very good friend of mine wrote the lyric to for the Debbie Allen Tribute. What was that like? Was that fun? Did you enjoy it? It was amazing,
4: yeah. I mean, I feel like I remember sitting down with you and being like, okay, I got to really learn this song, make sure I actually know the notes I'm meant to be doing. And I was just like, it's in a couple of days, but we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine.
2: That's funny you say you told me in a couple of days because my normal instinct, if anyone else said that, would be, Oh no, this is insane. <laughs> like, is she crazy? And I think I said to you that day, Normally, I'd be really nervous about this a couple of days before. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but with you, I'm like, Well, it always does work out. And that's kind of always been your motto. Yeah. Because you always say that just calm down, relax. It always works out.
4: Yeah, because I'm just like, there's no point on stressing something that you can't change. So end of day, I'm like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give it all that I can and and have faith that like it will be fine because I've been performing my entire (laughs) life and I love doing it. So I always know that like even if I mess up, it will be okay because I think my passion and love for it shines.
2: Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And then the other thing in the present is you have a great, big, wonderful, exciting movie <laughs> coming out directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. <sighs> the great Lin-Manuel Miranda, I have to say. Great. What was that like working with him? I mean, he's incredible.
4: Well, He is phenomenal. I remember my first time meeting him was... I think it was right after we did Greece. He was still doing Hamilton. We went backstage with Tommy KR director on Greece and he had gotten Lynn the T-Birds motorcycle jacket, the leather coat. Um, So we got up there and he was wearing it. And I was just like, oh, my God, look at you go. And he was just so sweet and complimentary. And I was just like obsessed, obviously, with Hamilton as well. And then I worked on In the Heights at the Kennedy Center where he would come by and like hang out with us and to be able to be in his directorial debut film is so special it really feels like such a tight-knit family theater and to like be a part of his crossovers yeah. really cool
2: now in case you don't know tick tick boom was originally a one-man show written and performed by jonathan larson the creator of the hit musical rent the 2021 film vanessa's in is an adaptation
4: It's really great. I think that, like, it really takes you back to that time and what it looked like for Jonathan Larson living in the Lower East Side in the 90s during the AIDS pandemic. Like, everybody was scared, but, like, living and creating and... Doing their best.
2: Oh, the buzz is amazing. I can't wait to hear the final. It's so
4: good. I'm so excited. Wow.
2: And then when we worked on it, you and I just going through the music before, you did it. Your voice just sounded so great on those songs.
4: Especially because a lot of what I got to do in Tick, Tick, Boom is like harmonies and like backup vocals, because that's what my character did. She did Jonathan's backup vocals in his show, along with Joshua Henry, who is another phenomenal voice and human. But singing with him and harmonizing with him, oh my gosh, it just gave me so much joy every day that like during our breaks, we would just sing together and harmonize with each other because it was so fun and we sound so good together.
2: And all that work paid off. Listen to their harmonies here in this clip from the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. So now I'm going to rewind all the way back. Time travel. Pew, pew. (laughs) I remember our first working experience. I'm not sure if you remember it, but it was during, of course, the iconic high school musicals. And I remember us being in a studio in Santa Monica. And you had that same quality where you like, all right, this is going to be really fun tonight. And I was like, who is this girl who is so relaxed? Like, where does that come from? Is that because you did start so young?
4: I think so, yeah. I mean, I used to be really shy. I was a very, very, very shy, timid child. I did not like socializing. I just wanted to hide wow. <laughs> or like play in the grass and the dirt. Like, people scared me. I think that what took me out of my shell, was doing theater. I mean, I think I did my first play when I was seven? And where was that? Or six? In Vista, like by San Diego, at this little community theater. And I was terrified. I think I was playing ensemble parts in the beginning, because that's what you do. And every now and then, there would be like an improv part of the day. And my God, I would make myself as small as humanly possible so that they wouldn't pick me because I was terrified. But, you know, when you're forced to go outside of your comfort zones, it pushes you and you evolve and you grow and you adapt. So I think that really helped me come out of my shell. And then as well, having a character to hide behind, Mm -hmm. having someone else's words to say, you know, I can bring that life, but someone's already written down what I meant to say. So I think that really gave me comfort to just be okay in my own skin and in my own space. And then I fell in love with all of it.
2: (laughs) So because though you were terrified and nervous, did you go through with it because... Someone were your parents kind of pushing it, or no, did you know?
4: It was just like I loved performing ever since I was really young. I loved being on the stage, I loved
2: musicals.
4: It was just something that I adored. And while it was uncomfortable, the payoff was worth it every time. Mm,
2: right, right. Were your parents performers?
4: No. They were like, you want to do that? Okay.
2: And they weren't in the business at no,
3: all?
4: No, not at all. Like my dad was a firefighter and my mom like had various jobs and we were moving around a lot. And I think that God was like, hey, you're going to be a performer, kid. <laughs> and wow. I've been like, okay, ever since.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think that probably is one reason you're so comfortable, although some people start young and aren't comfortable and stay nervous or anxious forever. I mean,
4: I I think that it's a choice as well. Nerves, Mm. like how you label it is such a big thing. Words are so powerful because you can take that feeling and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to throw up. My stomach is so anxious. I'm so nervous. I'm terrified. Or you can be like, whoa, my stomach feels crazy. It's like there's butterflies in there. I am so excited. You know, it's just how you label it. I think it helps.
2: (laughs) That is a great way to put it. And that does sum up you as now it's going through my head. Everything I've seen you, we've been in the recording studio numerous times during projects or backstage before. And that is you always, you always label it as positive.
4: Yeah, because you have a choice. Why choose the negative? And like, yeah, it might take a little work. And after a while, that becomes a habit. And you, that starts to become just you.
2: Was there a moment you remember back in those early days when you were like, this, this is it for me. This is what I'm going to do. No. No?
4: It kind of was and still is just something that I love doing. I can't imagine doing anything else. I mean, like, the grind was continuous. I didn't really stop. I was doing community theater, and then I moved on to doing a show at the Old Globe with Jack O'Brien, who is an icon. And I was doing, like, extra work in commercials, and then would book the national commercials, so then did that, and then started doing extra work on TV shows and then booked guest spots on TV shows and then did my first couple movies. I did uh, 13, was my first movie, and then Thunderbirds was my second, and then High School Musical, I think, was my third. But, yeah, I mean, I was chugging along the entire time, going on auditions and, like, committed to the grind.
2: You performed in Washington right around, I think, High School Musical Three. It was after it. But I remember you had to sing a Christmas medley in oh, yeah, Washington. I remember that. And I remember it's the same thing. You came in and you said, okay, here's the music. And I was like, what? It was like <laughs> like <laughs> <I'm> 10 minutes. <massive. laughs> oh my God. I was like, this is insane. When is it? And you're like, I've yeah, got a few days, I leave tomorrow. And I was like, no, this. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're like, why are you doing this to me? And once
2: again, you were like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'll learn it. And you did. I mean, I think we worked on it for two hours. And by the end of it, you knew the whole thing.
4: Yeah. I mean, looking back at that, I'm like, I wish I would have taken a little bit more time to work on that.
2: (laughs) But I think you had a million other things going on.
4: Yeah. Busy girl.
2: Now, don't go anywhere. Backstage Pass with me, Eric Vitro, and my guest, Vanessa Hutchins, will be right back just after this.
5: Hello, hello, Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History. If you've watched a professional tennis match recently, you'll know that fans have this amazing new tool at their disposal. It was created by the consulting company Infosys and the Association of Tennis Professionals. It's an immersive 3D viewing experience for tennis fans, which allows them to watch matches from new angles, get real-time statistics, and better understand the inner workings of the game and its athletes. Basically, a completely new, data-driven way to appreciate a tennis match. It's been a huge hit, and I'm proud to say that the Infosys Tennis Platform earned first place in the Customer Experience category at the Unconventional Awards from T-Mobile for Business, an event held at Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas that celebrates customers who've boldly innovated for the sake of meaningful change. And I think it's important to point out that innovation like this doesn't just require a great idea and exploit some great underlying technology. It takes courage. Because tennis is a game with a long history and some pretty powerful traditions. I mean, you can only wear white at Wimbledon. Still, it's the 21st century. And here was an idea that said we can dramatically change the way a fan watches a match. We can feed them data. Can allow them to see things they could never see before with the naked eye or even conventional camera angles. If you want to turn a world upside down, you have to have a pretty strong backbone. That's a lot of what the T-Mobile for Business unconventional awards are all about. Finding people in companies who show that kind of boldness. I encourage you to enter. It's a fantastic event and a great way to be recognized. For your brave outside-the-box thinking in front of the industry's most influential leaders, and an even better way to say, I told you so. You can enter by July 31st at t-mobile.com/unconventional Awards. That's T-mobile.com/unconventional Awards. See you there.
3: Small business owners, this one's for you. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. Member, FDIC. Copyright 2024.
6: J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
2: Welcome back. Here's the rest of Backstage Pass with me, Eric Vitro, and the lovely Vanessa Hutchins. What was that like for you being in New York, a California girl on Broadway?
4: I remember making friends with someone and him being like, you seem like such a New Yorker, like...
2: I feel like
4: you belong in New York. And I was like, that's crazy. Like me from California, thinking of myself as like just your classic California girl, which I am. But it's so funny because the older that I've gotten, I now have a place in New York. And I am such a New Yorker. When I go to New York and come back to L.A., I'm like, oh, my God, people are so slow. What are they doing? And like my whole vibe changes. But I love it. It's just a special place, especially being in those theaters. We were at the
2: Neil Simon. Vanessa's talking about her first Broadway show, Gigi. The
4: night they invented champagne. The stars came out to shine like bubbles in our wine. Like, I just remember... Walking in the first time we got into the theater, they put the marquee up, and there was a picture of Audrey Hepburn standing in front of her marquee when she did Gigi, which was her first Broadway show. And I walked into the theater and just looked around and just took it in, just thought about, like, all the performers that were there before me and... It was just really special. And that was such a fun show, too. I mean, the music was great. The costumes were magnificent. I had some of the most insane costume quick changes ever. It was thrilling.
2: Yeah, I remember those gorgeous pictures of you when they released those. They were unbelievable. The costume changes in a Broadway show can be really, really fast and really difficult. But trust me, they're so worth it. I still remember sitting in my seat watching Vanessa on stage in those elegant gowns, the sleek opera gloves and the feather boas. Oh, and can we talk about the dressing room for a minute?
4: Gosh, well I had to deck out my dressing room. My first Broadway dressing room. Yeah, no, yeah. I went for it.
2: Yeah, you totally did. I like did painted
4: it. it pink. All the flowers that I would get, I would hang them upside down and dry them. Oh, I put up like a tapestry. I put up like a Paris wallpaper. Right. Right. <laughs> I was I was doing the most.
2: And then I was lucky enough to be there when you did that recording session oh, for yeah. the cast album. Yeah. And I remember, once again, you were excited about it. I was waiting for you on the street. Your car pulled up. You got out and you went, all right, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, she's always so excited and happy about these things. And then you went in and just nailed it so fast. Is that because you really just had been doing it on Broadway? So you felt like, oh, I really know it and I'm confident? Or did you like really prep in your mind? All right, I'm recording today. I'm going to go in. Like,
4: no, I mean, I think that like... Because I had been doing it so many times from rehearsals to then previews and like because it's live theater, there's no tune or anything. So you do your best to make sure that you are on pitch and that your placement is right every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it was just kind of like uh, it, be- it became habitual, those songs.
2: That is the thing about those live television musicals, there is no fixing them. Like, that is live. There's no auto-tune. There's no, you know, anything you can't go back. If you make a mistake, if you crack, if you forget a lyric. So you did it with so much confidence. Do you think being on Broadway helped you, or is it just all the years leading up to it?
4: I mean, probably definitely helped. It's such a high level of performers on Broadway that you want to be up there with them. Like you want to make sure that you're performing at a level that is worthy of gracing Broadway stages. But I think professionalism has always been something that's very important to me. And it's something that I pride myself on. So it's not something that I take lightly. Like that is my job and I'm going to go and do the best job I can.
2: What would you say, because you've obviously now done movie musicals, you did it live. Is there one that you enjoy more?
4: I think doing the live musicals to television might be my favorite because it is the most (laughs) exhilarating, challenging thrilling thing I think you can possibly do because I love doing Broadway, obviously, but it lives there, and then once the show's over, it's over. Like, you can go to the library to go see it, but that's it, you know? And with the televised ones, like, the world gets to see it, which is so cool, and it can, like, bring families together, and it's like an experience, and you can watch it back and see it. But know that it was actually your performance that you gave. Because with movies and stuff, you lose that connection of performer to audience. And with the live-to-TV ones, that remains.
2: Right, right. This is
4: really cool. And it's the craziest thing ever. Like, I remember doing Grease and running off the stage into a golf cart, going over to another stage, running onto that stage, throwing all my clothes off, putting on new clothes on, Running out, doing a scene, and then like continuing the running. Like, it was just madness. The fact that that came together the way that it did is, is such a miracle. But, rent too, like, there's so many moving pieces. It's crazy.
2: And for Greece, remember, it started raining a little bit earlier in the day. And then I remember the wind was, I think it blew something down. Yeah,
4: it felt like a disaster. (laughs) Yeah, but you guys were
2: troopers. You just, you You know. You
4: evolve. You adapt.
2: When you do get to watch, because you can't really see yourself on Broadway. You can, like you said, if you go to the library and see one taped version. but. Like, have you watched live Grease or Rent? Oh, yeah,
4: of course. I feel like I watched them both, like, right afterwards.
2: And what do you feel when you watch it? What's that experience like?
4: It's fun. It's exciting. I mean, like, with both of those, I'm really proud with what I did. And I don't have a hard time watching myself. Like, I can enjoy my performance and everyone else's performances. And... Like, we worked so hard on them that it's such a labor of love to see it all come together. Like, I get to enjoy it as an audience member as well.
2: Greece was great. And, like, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but what was pretty amazing in Greece is that some people might not know your dad passed away yeah, the day before.
4: The night before.
2: The night before.
4: I, I was like, he was battling cancer, but I so many times was just like, please, God, not the night before. That's all I kept saying. But, like, now as I say that, I'm like, bitch, you are sticking all your energy into night before, night before. So, like, yeah, of course it would happen the night before. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was brutal. But I think that, like, my dad was one of my biggest supporters and fans. He would have wanted me to do what I did, you know? And then... Our producer, Mark, dedicated it to him at the end, which oh, was so beautiful.
2: Right. Wow. Yeah. By Mark, you mean Mark Platt. The yes, amazing Mark Platt. Yes, who's he's phenomenal. One of the best.
4: And my mom was there. My sister was there. And it was just like a really beautiful kind of way to remember him by us all being together and like me performing and doing what I love and what he spent so much of his time working towards for, to help me.
2: Yeah. I remember in the dressing room, I wasn't sure when we warmed up how it was going to go because you said, I'm okay. I'm going to deal with this later. Let's not talk about it. Let's not dwell on it. I'm going to compartmentalize it. (laughs) But you had such a look in your eyes. I thought, wow, I don't know how this is going to go. And then if anybody didn't know that happened, they would have never, never known. I mean, you were just you got out there and you soared.
4: Well, like playing Rizzo as well is so much fun. Yeah. It's yeah. so much fun. She's just spunky and she's sassy and yeah. she like knows how to capture guys' attention. And I was like, we're going to channel that bitch and like be as her as we possibly can be.
2: You can hear that sassy tone in this clip of Vanessa as Rizzo in Grease Live. <laughs>
4: I really did have a great time, I think, that, like, compartmentalizing is so real and something that you kind of have to do sometimes to push through, but I really did still enjoy that.
2: Wow, that's yeah. so great. And that's what he would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, he worked hard to get you, yeah. help you there. Yeah. You know? Well, both of them, Grease was great, Rent. Once again, Rent, we sat in your trailer. Remember, you had the trailer. Mm-hmm. And the first hour before Maureen makes her fantastic entrance, you were just having the best time watching everybody. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really endearing to me that you were really cheering on everybody, all your castmates watching them for the first hour. Like some people go, no, I don't want to watch it. No, I don't want to be distracted. You were like cheering for them and dancing around the room. And
4: Well, I mean, that's what Maureen would have been doing. So I think there's definitely a subconscious uh, piece of that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um was not intentional. What I was doing was enjoying the show. Like I am a massive theater lover and gigantic Jonathan Larson fan. So like watching my friends do a show that I love and sing the music that I adore, like it's just the best time. I got to like sit front row and cheer on my friends.
2: Yeah, no, that was that was great. And then you left me in the trailer and went all right, I'm going to go have a good time. And I just (laughs) sat there watching and it was great. And I was so proud of you. Those reviews were unbelievable. They were so great of you. I remember when we were in the trailer for Rent, you said, I love this so much. I'm going to make sure I do something musical every single year. Yes,
4: I know. And since then, I have.
2: You have, yeah. Every
4: year, I've done at least one musical thing. Yeah. It's medicine for my heart.
2: And I feel that's what I've seen over the years. You can see it in all of Vanessa's performances. Whether she's singing on stage or acting on screen, Vanessa always has fun. I've seen you kind of grow and grow up and have a lot of life experiences, career (laughs) experiences. But the truth is, your essence is always the same. Like, you keep evolving and getting better, but... Who you really are as a person has not changed.
4: That makes me so happy. At all. That makes me so happy. Well, it's like
2: a great quality. It's a really great quality. <laughs> yeah. You, no, know. you know, you
4: just try to stay true.
2: Yeah. Well, you have. And I really mean that. It's that positive thinking that always helps her find her way while still celebrating exactly who she mm-hmm. is. And isn't that something we all should be striving for? While we're trying to make our way in the world, I think it's important to remember two things. To work hard, but to also have patience. Because as Miles Davis said, man, sometimes it takes a long time to sound like yourself. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll go over this week's vocal tips and Vanessa's favorite exercise, the cooldowns.
5: Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real-time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies. The cellular vehicle-to-everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G-connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The City of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the City of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at T-Mobile.com slash awards. That's T-Mobile.com slash awards. See you there.
0: Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. message and data rates may apply jp morgan chase NA member fdic 2024 jp morgan chase and co this is it
1: your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
2: Welcome back. It's time for our weekly Backstage Pass vocal tip. Hopefully you're feeling inspired to sing yourself. Why just let the stars have all the fun? Come on, let's get you working your own voice. Now, I know sometimes the hardest part of vocal training can be finding the time and the inspiration to practice every day. Just ask Vanessa.
4: When we don't work together for a while and then I get a job or something where I'm singing, you're like, so how have you been? Have you been (laughs) singing? You always ask. I'm always like, no, "No. (laughs) no, not really. Have you been doing your vocal warm ups?" You ask, I'm like,
2: and then I put on my poker face. I yeah. go, okay. Yeah. And
4: I mean, like when it's time to like focus in, like I do do it every day, but I feel like consistency is, is the hardest thing. Like just continuing to do it because it is a muscle and like it, it doesn't stay strong forever. Like you have to keep it strong and strengthening it. So that's, I think always been my, my downfall.
2: Right. It's, I don't think it's a downfall. It's just, it's your process and yeah. it's working for you. Yeah. So yeah. I think you have to think of it like that, yeah. really.
4: The whole experience, I feel like, is just so therapeutic, (laughs) like seeing you and talking and doing the exercises and moving around the room and like being silly and like just enjoying the process and then working on something with you and seeing how the little tricks or things that you may give me make such a big difference. And then like the relief of knowing that I have those in my back pocket going forward, is just wonderful. It's like winning all around.
2: I love that. I love that you said that. Thank you. (laughs) For the vocal tip this week, inspired by Vanessa, let's talk about developing your lower notes and how to cool down your voice. Let's start working on developing those lower notes to widen your range. They should feel as easy as speaking. First, say, "Mm mm-hmm, me, me. Try to speak the me-me in your natural speaking voice, but with just a little bit more forward placement than usual. A little bit of a nasal sound. Mm-hmm, me-me. Then try mm-hmm, me-me. May, may. Then try singing five notes in a descending order like you heard Vanessa doing at the beginning of our episode. You can try it on me-me or me-me. May, may. Me-me-me-me-me-me-me-me-me. Basses, baritones, and tenors start on a G below middle C, like this. Keep singing this five-note pattern, continually transposing it down by half steps. In other words, changing the keys by half steps, like this. Keep going until you reach the lowest note you can sing comfortably. You can always use a piano or a keyboard downloaded onto your phone or your tablet to give you the starting notes of each pattern. Sopranos and altos start on a G above middle C. Remember, keep the vibrations forward on the roof of your mouth. Just keep transposing, changing the keys down by half steps until you reach your lowest note. Go as low as you can comfortably, Now, let's try a little cooling down. If you've ever watched a marathon runner, you saw that they kept walking and moving after the race so their leg muscles didn't cramp up. They never just stopped short. The same principle applies to a singer after a major singing event, like a concert or a long recording session or a big rehearsal. My students always tell me that when they do a short cool down, or some people prefer to call it a warm down, they wake up the next day feeling much better and stronger. I break my cool downs into two parts. Today, we're going to focus on the speaking part of the cool down, which is to have you focus keeping your speaking voice forward in your mouth after you've been doing a big sing. First, say, "Mm mm-hmm, hello. Now say, "Mm mm-hmm, please come in. Do you feel how the mm mm-hmm really propels your voice nice and forward in your mouth? That's a really healthy place to speak from after you've been doing a big sing. Try it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to the show. All right. I know this is probably feeling very unnatural, but you only have to do it in this exaggerated way for about 15 minutes after that big singing event, just to make sure you're keeping your speaking voice in a forward, healthy range. That's gonna really save your voice. After that, you can keep it forward, but relax it so you sound more like you. If you wanna share how you're developing your low notes or doing a cool down, I'd love to hear you. Use the hashtag backstagepasspod on Twitter Instagram, TikTok, or wherever you like to post. I can't wait to see your videos. I'll see you next week. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is written and hosted by me, Eric Vitro, and produced by Morgan Jaffe. Catherine Girardeau is our showrunner. Emily Rostek is our associate producer, mixed and mastered by Ben Talladay. Additional engineering help is from Jacob Gorski. Mia Lobel is our executive producer. Our development team, Lital Molad and Justine Lang, helped create the show. Thanks also to Jacob Weisberg, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, Nicole Morano, Daniela Lucan, and Royston Bazur. Original theme music is by Jacob and Sita Steele for Premier Music Group. We record at Resonate Studios. Fred Tallickson does our videography, and the photography is by Ken Sawyer. A very special thanks to Michael Lewis for his inspiration and the best guidance anyone could ask for. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is a production of Pushkin Industries. And if you like the show, please remember to share, rate, and review. I mean that, really. Share it, rate it, and review it. If you love this show and others from Pushkin Industries, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted listening for $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: Enter now at T-Mobile.com slash Awards. See you there.
3: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue
5: who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out, who did they kill? It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth?
1: I used to watch um, the Unsolved Mystery shows, and I often thought about calling, because I was like, "This this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern,
5: and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now ad-free, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcasts show page or on pushkin.fm slash plus.